This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show is your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guests I interview, your input is value. If it's in the news, on TV, or at the movies, whether political, social, economic, or whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. Life. As a husband and father, I know the stress of managing family finances. And as a pastor, I've seen how handling money poorly can tear lives apart. What if your finances could be worry-free? God has a lot to say about money. Tune in. True Stewardship with Chris Brown at 1 p.m. right here on Faith Talk 1500. This is Pastor Emery Moss, Jr., your friendly neighborhood apologist. Tune in to Bible Talk weeknights at 6 on Faith Talk 1500. Listen now to the inspirational and motivational program, Arise and Shine, with your host, Keith Nelson. We greet you on this beautiful Lord's Day in the mighty, matchless, and magnificent name of our Lord and Savior Jesus, our Christ and our King. And once again, we are so thankful and we are blessed this day that God has given us another opportunity not only to see this beautiful day that he has set before us, but also to have an opportunity to study his word, to show ourselves approved, to become more like his son, Jesus. And that's what this whole process is about, is maturating and maturing uh, in the process of becoming more and more like Jesus. So when we finally will have the opportunity to be seen in the very image of Christ, and we just thank God for the opportunity not only to be called, but also to grow. Uh, we're studying through the gospel according to Matthew, and we're poised to complete the 16th chapter of Matthew's gospel. Uh, and we're looking at today what many theologians call the cost of discipleship. The 24th through the 28th verses of the 16th chapter according to Matthew's gospel. And let me begin to read. I'm reading from the Schofield Reference Edition of the Holy Scripture. Again, we make that uh, announcement, that uh, concern because there are a few word changes from the traditional King James. Again, the words may differ in some places, but the context is the same. Uh, Matthew, the 16th chapter, and we are looking at the 24th verse. These words you will find penned. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in his glory of his Father, 
and with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his own works. So verily I say unto you, there are some standing here who shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. We have a very interesting passage of Scripture today, and it is a, uh, again, transformation portion of the teachings of Matthew as he has picked out certain aspects. Uh, No one gospel writer wrote everything about Christ, but all of them wrote certain aspects about Jesus that would help to push their point across to the individuals who that they were writing to. And since Matthew is writing to the Jews, he is now displaying and pushing forth the point that this is not only the Messiah, the King, the Son of David, but also any of those that will follow him is in a position where they will have to be in a uh, concept of mind of wanting to suffer. Jesus began his teachings, and he teaches the following, uh, and it involves a cost. If you're going to follow Jesus, it involves a cost. You have to give up something. Uh, Peter could not make up his own plan, and this is what one of the things that Jesus was trying to let Peter know. You can't just do your own plan. You can't force your expectations upon me and then walk off and think that I'm just supposed to conform to whatever standard that you have in your mind. If you're going to follow Christ, there is going to be some suffering in the discipleship that you have to go through. And sometimes the easiest form of suffering is giving up your will and tuning yourself into the will of the Father. That is item number one. And, and, and Peter had missed that because when Jesus said, remember we looked at last Sunday, Jesus said, I must go to Jerusalem and suffer of the elders and of the uh, rulers uh, and die. That was the plan. That was the plan from the beginning. That was the plan before God said, let there be light. That was the plan before heaven and earth was unfolded and put into its place. That was the plan before the foundation of the earth was laid. All of that was the plan. And all of a sudden, Peter is going to just say, no, I'm sorry, Jesus, but you can't die. See, if we're going to follow Christ... One of the aspects of following Christ is following his plan, not making up your own plan and then asking God to bless it. But it is seeking and being aware of the plan of God. God is looking for those individuals who are willing to lay down their life, give up their opportunities, give up their options, give up their hopes, give up their dreams, and then mold and blend yourself into the hopes and dreams of God and the aspirations of God and the focus of God and the will of God and the way of God. This is what now God is looking for. You can't make up your own plan. 
write it out and ask God to sign it and expect that his signature would end up on your paper. Uh, you need to find out what God's plan is for you. And so Jesus makes it clear. Anyone who would follow Jesus must, number one, deny himself. You have to deny all of your ambitions. And the scripture said, delight yourself in the Lord. You have to deny yourself of all of your dreams and present your body as a living sacrifice. You have to de deny yourself all of your plans because God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are so much better than our thoughts. You have to deny yourself of all of your current mindsets and let this mind be in you the same which was in Christ Jesus. It is a sacrifice, uh, not getting yet to the physical sacrifices we may have to go through, but these are the spiritual sacrifice and the mental sacrifices that you must go through. There is a focus, there is a point, there is a place when you need to make the decision, is God's way or the highway? Either you're going to follow him and do what he asks you to do and conform your will to his will and your life to his life, or you don't really want to be a servant of God. And then you can go someplace else uh, and be able to pull together uh, your thoughts and your directions and your will and things like that. But you can't do that as a disciple of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is make it clear. Anyone who would follow me must deny himself. Uh, and, and in that 24th verse, he, he is laying down. Not only do you need to deny yourself, but the second part is that you must take up your cross and follow him. Give up your ambitions, give up your dreams, give up your plans, give up your current mindset. Let all of this change. Conform yourself to the will of Christ. Uh, as we've stated before, be transformed into the very image of Christ over time. And then in the same process, you must take up your cross and follow Jesus. Well, what does it mean to take up your cross? This illustration probably was well-received and, and quickly understood by the first-century disciples simply because they knew what Jesus was referring to. The illustration comes from the Roman legal process. If you were convicted of a crime in Rome, uh, you had to carry your cross to your crucifixion. And we see this and we really don't understand it because we see when Christ did it. Uh, but many people don't understand that any convicted criminal that was going to death had to carry his own cross. This was symbolic. This showed to the public as you went by carrying your cross that you or he or whoever the person that was now under the submission to Roman rule. Uh, only reason why you were convicted is that you were opposed to Roman rule. You were opposed to the Roman law. You were opposed to the Roman government. And now as you carry your cross, you are showing to everyone on your way to death 
that you have been now submission and have submitted yourself underneath the authority and rule of Rome. And so this is now a way of being able for Rome to be able to show that those who once opposed them are now submissive to their power and to their will. And and I think this is what Christ is referring to, even though literally there is a, a sacrifice you must go through, but you must submit yourself to the will of God. Those who have been previously opposed to God's will, remember we were born in sin and we were shaped in iniquities. We were brought to the point where we were enemies with God. We were combatants with God. We were in the place where we had to fight against him simply because we were born in sin. And we were opposed to the rule of God. And we were seeking our own self-rule, our own self-righteousness, our own self-humility, and all of that other stuff. And now, when you actually come to God, when you actually come to Jesus Christ, you have to submit yourself to the rule of God that you have once opposed and rebelled against. And so you're no longer an enemy of God. You are a friend of God, and one of the ways of showing that you are a friend of God is to, i.e., carry your own cross. Not literally take up a piece of wood and carry it, but symbolically yielding your will and allowing God's will to become your will and carry that cross. Whatever it is that God asks of you, he calls you to be a missionary, you should be willing to go. If he called you to have a ministry in some of the local churches, you should be willing to work. If he calls you out into the streets to be able to touch and reach the lost, the disenfranchised, those who have been uh, ostracized and kicked to the curb, all of that is fine. Then you should be willing to go out and roll up your sleeves and do the work that God has called you to do. All of us have been called to evangelize and to carry forth the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's something that we should be willing to do that most of us are not. We won't open our mouths about Jesus outside the church walls, outside the saving station where we go to worship on Sunday. We go out and we blend into the world and we won't come out until next Sunday when we go back to church. And this is not what God has called us to do. That's not being submissive to his will when he has clearly explained and identified his will as going forth and bringing forth the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone that's in the world. So those who had been opposed to God's rule, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, are now submissive to God's rule, the kingdom of heaven, and the kingdom of God. And so that is one illustration spiritually of the cross that you have to carry. And then yet there is a cross that one needs to carry that is physical. There will become times as you're being obedient to the direction of Jesus Christ where you will have to suffer. In this life, we shall have trials 
and we shall have tribulations. That's what Jesus said in his teachings. He also said, have no fear because I have already overcome. And so we will have the spiritual cross that we have to carry, changing our mindset, yielding our will, changing our ambitions, refocusing our dreams, letting ourselves delight in the Lord, presenting our body, moving from our plans to his plans, and then yet there are the physical cross that we need to carry. The physical sorrows, the physical suffering, the physical trials, the physical tribulations, all of that still has to be done for each and every person that submit themselves to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And Jesus saying, if you want to follow me, if you're going to be my disciples, then you must deny yourself, take up the cross, and follow me. And then Jesus said uh, something that was interesting. Look at that 25th verse. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. This is an interesting concept that Jesus placed because he's talking more than just physically dying. But he is mainly focused on the spiritual dying. So many of us have gotten to the point where we don't want to give up our freedoms. We don't want to give up who we are. We don't want to give up uh, the walk and the lifestyle that we have accustomed to. And But Jesus is saying, uh, in losing your life to Jesus Christ, Jesus can assure you a better life. A better life in what way? A better life in every way. Better life in longevity. The life that Jesus offer is everlasting. The life that we have is temporal. It is better in quality. The life that we currently have is full of trials and tribulations and sufferings and and envying and backbiting and hatred and whoremongering and all of the other stuff. The life that Christ is offering is a life of focus, joy, and peace, and all of the contentment, compassion, the power, and the authority that comes in Christ. He's offering us a better life in quality because we'll be with Jesus forever. And he's offering us a better life in quantity, eternally, without an end. And so Jesus said, but to get this, you have to give up the current life that you have. Now, this ties back with what we just looked at in being able to turn your will over to God. Now he's asking that you would turn your whole life over to God. Many of the false gods and many of the idol worshipers required that you sacrifice something, and usually yourself. That sacrifice was a physical sacrifice that will cause you to die physically. Jesus never asked us to die physically as far as taking our life, 
but to die spiritually in giving our lives over unto him. Present your body, Romans 12 and 1, as a living sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice. God can't use you physically here on earth if you go out and kill yourself. God is looking for someone who's willing to kill their hopes and dreams and ally them with him. And this is the focus that he's looking for. And so Jesus says, whosoever will save his life will hold on to this physical life. Eventually, you're going to lose it because everything physical is going to pass away. This heaven, this earth, and everything on the earth is going to be consumed in fervent fire and heat. And if you hold on to the physical, you will die with the physical. Don't even have to wait that long. The world will probably still be here, and you will be long gone because eventually, physically, you're going to die. Uh, these bodies are decaying because of sin. These bodies are struggling because of sin. And God has never guaranteed us that he would renew this body. He has promised us a new celestial body that is different from this one, that is a type of body, 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, that cannot be corrupted any longer and that's where we're going to and so if you're hanging on to this life in this physical eventually you're going to lose it either you lose it in the final judgment or you will lose it because these bodies will decay and grow old and you physically are going to die separate soul from the body uh whatever way it's not going to be here forever but, but Jesus says, but whosoever will lose his life, if you will voluntarily give it up by turning it over to Christ, if you'll voluntarily give it up by giving it unto him, if you lose it for his sake, not for the world, not for someone else, uh, not for the joy that you might find in just sacrificing and things like that, but if you will lose it for Christ's sake, for the sake of the kingdom, for the kingdom of heaven, for the kingdom of God, for the growing and preaching of the gospel, for following Jesus Christ, then when you lose it for his sake, then you shall find it and you shall find it eternally. So Jesus compare and contrast the two ways in a parable. And the parable that he teaches starts at that 26th verse and says, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? If you had an opportunity to become king of the world, but you were still going to die eventually and go away to the lake of fire, what benefit does it give you? And so Jesus is asking in this overall value contrast, what overall value would you get if it was possible to preserve your life and gain the whole world and everything in it and you would be the entire ruler and potentate of the entire earth? Something that... Adolf Hitler wants, something that Stalin wanted, something that a lot of the cruel and unjust men and women throughout time who wanted power and majesty fought for, but eventually they died. 
They tried to gain the whole world, but they lost their souls. What benefit would it be to you? And that's the question that Jesus is asking today. What is it the benefit for you of gaining your your dreams, your desires, your wills, your hopes, getting all of that on this earth and then losing your soul, not being able to go forward? Is there anything that's in existence that you would give up your soul for? That's the question that Christ is asking. Is there anything on this earth that you think is so valuable, so important, so focused, and so mightily that you are willing to turn your soul over so that you could have it? And whatever it is, that's what you're willing to die for. And for me, it is God and only God. I'm willing to turn everything up and give it all over simply just to be a child of God. And, and, and so what do you gain when you lose your soul? And they ask the question, oh, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What would you trade your soul for? What would you give it up? What is so valuable that you're willing to change uh, item for item? Is money that important to you that you're willing to give up your soul? Is gold that important to you that you're willing to give up your soul? Is silver that important to you, precious jewels? Is power that important to you that you're willing to give up your soul? Is popularity that important to you that you're willing to give up your soul? What is it that is in this world that you're willing to trade one for one, you give your soul away, and they will give you whatever it is that you ask for. To me, there's nothing out there. There is nothing. So when Jesus asked the question, what would a man give in exchange for his soul? Physically, nothing. Nothing tied to this world. Nothing tied to this earth. Nothing tied to this society, nothing tied to these system of things. My soul has been securely placed into the hands of God through Jesus Christ. He has declared me righteous. I have committed myself unto him. And there is nothing else in this world that I am willing to trade my soul for. I have placed it in God's tender care and he has been taking care of me ever since that date and ever since that time and you have to answer that question today as we draw closer and closer to the end of this broadcast the question that you must ask yourself if you haven't already what are you willing to give up in exchange for your soul is there something that's out there that's important, that is mighty, that you think is worth everything that you have? Because in this life, all you really have is you. Ladies and gentlemen, my time is up. As always, may God bless you and may God keep you. May God shine his face upon you and lift his countenance upon you. May the Lord give you peace. God bless you today. Thanks for listening to Arise and Shine with your host, Keith Nelson. Arise and Shine is sponsored by Beulah International Ministries. The ministry's goal is for the Lord to be your primary source of joy 
for your spiritual, physical, and emotional health, and for you to enjoy an intimate relationship with God. Please support this ministry with a love offering to Beulah International Ministries, P.O. Box 316, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48332. You may also call 248-470-7252 or visit their website at BeulahInternational.org. Hey, this is Chris Brooks. Every day we'll be equipping you to live, share, and defend your faith on Equipped with Chris Brooks weekdays, 2 to 3 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. Hi, this is Pastor Dan McGee from Grace and Truth Radio, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me each day, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. for verse-by-verse teaching right through God's Word. We'd love for you to join us right here on Faith Talk 1500. Listen to Grace and Truth, weekday mornings at 11.30 on Faith Talk 1500. Catch the podcast anytime at faithtalk1500.com. Pastor Mark Byers of Kingdom Living. The idea that you're going to go through life with no problems and and everything's going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, and there's not going to be any issues, and and you're going to have plenty of money, and you're going to have all the health, and your children are all going to be wonderful. Let me tell you something. God is not going to allow that to happen. He will literally interrupt your comforts to make you something eternal. Kingdom Living, weekday mornings at 1030 on AM 1500 WLQV. The home